This is the space and time. This is the place. This is FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And since anything is geeky, if you love it enough, you never know what you're gonna get. This is your host, IMC, and this week we are welcoming Liz Rice and Paul Brees. How do you pronounce Garlic? Garlic, that works. I was gonna say garlic for a second. Yeah, I think yeah, it you know, might be a little too Italian well, for you. Well, you know, garlic's my maiden name. Oh, I see. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Very empowering. Uh, now they're here. They're here to discuss the long-running Doctor Who convention, Gallifrey One, which recently went off. Where is that again? L.A. It's in Los Angeles. Marriott. Wow. So West Coast Doctor Who fun. Uh, So then we're going to talk about that. And then after that, stick around for our usual upcoming events, business end of the thing, and our question of the week. Billy, Billy. Yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Chris? We're at it again for another week. Yes. How how Silent Bob adjusting to the house? He is. He's getting uh, more acclimated. He he likes the house. He's wandering around. Billy has a new cat. New, New black cat. New black cat. Little kitten named Silent Bob. Yep. I'm, I'm wearing my Silent Bob sweatshirt today. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. Um, we had a good St. Patrick's Day last week. Always. Nice. I hid in the house and watched TV. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That's amazing. Tiny tried killing us at the D and D table. Tried. Failed, failed oh. miserably. Oh, failed. There's always next week. Yeah. Well, as as I say every <laughs> hey, week. Put it this way: as soon as I'm done killing you guys, uh-huh. Evan takes over. Yeah. Well, so, that's not much of a torture, right there. Because yeah, well, then Evan likes to torture you in general. Yeah, that's so, the thing. Yeah. But as I've said on several occasions, strike me down, I will only return more powerful than you could possibly yeah, imagine. Yeah. Whatever. I will torture the shit out of you. You already do. <laughs> That's part of my charm. All right. And you then think? producer Sherry's in the house today. Hi. Hello, producer Sherry. I have D&D news. You do? I do. Tell me your D&D news. Uh, Get Together Zero is uh-huh. under my belt. We you got, did it. We got together for character creation. Sherry has begun dungeon mastering at a D&D table. Have you ever, yes. Liz, have you ever played D&D before? I have not. Have I you just... ever wanted to learn? No. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, there'll be an open invitation if you ever okay. want to. We have plenty of tables that you can take a part in for an evening or two. We have plenty of books, too. Plenty oh, of okay. books to yeah. share. Yeah. Those are things. How about you, Paul? Have you ever played? Um, yeah, if you want to say ever. I mean, there were some times back in the uh, late 70s, early ni- early 1980s. Yeah. So, so yeah. the original AD&D version way yeah, back well, in the day. Yeah, well, it was day. advanced. Yes, Yes, AD&D. advanced D&D. First, I'll, I'll, what we I'll, now call first edition. Well, except that my wife also had a mimeographed copy of the original, original book before it was advanced. Oh, nice. That she had in high school. Was, it, that was it purple? School. Uh, it was mimeographed. Mimeographed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. That's so. outstanding. But yeah, so I have my players. Mm-hmm. They have created their characters. What's Monk playing? Monk is playing a, a monk. Come on, tell half, me she's playing a monk. She's playing a half F paladin. No, she missed an we opportunity no there. We have no monks. We have no monks. Okay. Um, but uh, and I gave them all homework. Yeah. So and what's to the create homework? their backstory. The homework is I paired a couple of people up and say, okay, you knew each other before. Tell me how you knew each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also give me three rumors about your character. Two are two are false. One is true. Uh-huh. Don't tell me which is which. Nice. Because I'm going to use those as hooks. It's amazing the things just creating the characters. I'm like, ooh, there's a hook. Ooh. There's a hook. Yep. That's a sign of a, <laughs> an up and coming good DM right there. I was really enjoying stuff like that. I'm like, awesome. you have a, you, it just on a random roll table. You have a book that you're protecting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to have fun with that one. Yeah. <laughs> or or a random encounter uh-huh. going back traveling from one place to another. Just a stupid adventure like magical unicorn bunnies mm-hmm. which just whatever is now be, like it's become a plot hook. Has become a plot hook that I'm like, "Crap." 
Now I've got to figure out how to put it in just a little bit more. Yep. Because Scott is determined to get one. Scott's amazing at that sort of thing. He loves yeah, it. He yeah. loves latching up stuff like that. See, I, I love the fact you guys are so passionate. I just started my fantasy. We had our fantasy baseball draft a couple nights oh, ago. Oh, cool. So that's my version of D&D. Yes, I guess. There you go. It absolutely, absolutely. Is. Do you feel like you got a good team this year? I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any Red Sox on the team? I do. Um, yes. See, yes, then you're yes, you're gonna yes. be all set because yep. all you need is one Red Sox to you know one one Red Sox player to be good. I'm just saying. <laughs> is that so? That's what I'm I'm sticking uh, to my that's uh, my story. And we'll I'm sticking see. to it. If, Defending if world champions, fan, baby. So. I know, but I'm allowed to have my moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, as a fact, uh, character creation uh, in our in an upcoming game in the future. My friend Scott and I have agreed that we want to play characters that know each other. So we have actually established that our characters are brothers. Mm-hmm. Now here's the, the the hitch to that. You're Siamese twins. No, oh. <laughs> n- not conjoined. Um, no, Scott is playing a full-blooded elf, and I'm playing a full-blooded human. But we maintain that we're brothers. And I figured out how it works, too. So. Well, um, I kind of paired... Chris Monk and our friend Scott up mm-hmm. as to be as to how and I have a feeling they're going to make themselves related. Uh-huh. Um, we've got a human, a full elf, and a half elf. Okay, and I'm like cousins. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, what the way we we rigged it out is that um, Scott's dad is basically the elven equivalent of of a hippie and loved Free everybody. Love. Yeah. And so because of that, Scott has a half half elven brother, and that half half elf's mother is my character's mother. Mm. So we share no blood, but we have You're, a brother between us. Yeah. <laughs> so we just well, established, well, that makes us brothers then. Well, it was funny what's because... Because what's so proper, why not? The last time we recorded a couple weeks ago... Uh-huh. Um, no, when we weren't able to record because it was the um, Amrix game. Right, we were at the Amrix game. And we were at the Amrix game on March 3rd. Well, I got home, and they had all created their characters for Evan's world. Right. And so they all had... Put money down over on, under on what you were going to over play. and under on what I was going to pick because for it was going to be an elven wizard and the class. Tanya plays a lot of elven wizards. In case what, you didn't couldn't tell, or clerics or whatever, uh-huh. so I, or they were thinking that I'd probably run a thief. Right. So they're like, okay, if there's an over under on what you're going to play, Hunter's like, I know the race, I know whatever. I'm like, and Sean's like, I'm staying out of it. Randy's like, I'm staying out of it. I effed with them all, and I took human monk. There you and go. Like what? What? I'm like, you guys are just too well known. So, yep. you know, I know a real world equivalent to what you were talking about with your, you and your friend's characters. Yeah. Um, my niece, Shay. Okay. She has a half brother. Uh-huh. They share a father. Yes. Joey has a half sister. Uh-huh. They share a mother. A mother. Uh-huh. You cannot tell that little girl that my Shay is not her sister. Okay. You cannot. No, no. She will fight you to yes. the death. That's my little sister. That's her baby sister. Yeah. End of statement. There's yep. no blood between them. Nope. But they share a sibling. Yes. That's I. That's just Jerry Springer, but it's funny. <laughs> All right. So here's, you know, we're going to do our thing. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, there is a wonderful Doctor Who convention out on the West Coast called Gallifrey One. We've got a couple of folks who've been to the, one of the most recent ones. As a matter of fact, Liz, you've been to how many of them so far now? I think five, because my five. first one was the 25th year. Right. Um, that was the year that Billy Piper was there. And okay. That was very Exciting. And Paul, you've been there for about ten or eleven of them. Uh, yeah, ten or eleven of them, uh, going back fifteen years. Gotcha. So we're gonna have we have some experts who are gonna tell us a little about Gallifrey One, and we're also gonna take some time to talk about Doctor Who along the way. So here is a break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> no, it's not. Wow. Yeah. Ego. No. 
No, no, it's wishful thinking. <laughs> wow, rocking it out over there. I don't think, Seriously. I don't think this music is meant to be headbanged. Oh, you too. have not been a Hoovian for that long then. Come on. <laughs> no, this I was not... a headbanger. <laughs> I think the one that would be best for that is the when they did like the electric guitar cover. Yes. In that one. Yeah, in, one Peter Capaldi. Yes. That was that an was awesome one. Awesome. And that he played the guitar for it too. That you can headbang to. Yes. Gallifrey One is an annual North American science fiction convention focusing primarily on the British television series Doctor Who and all of its spin-offs, Torchwood, Canine, and the Sarah Jane Adventures. With an additional emphasis on British and American science fiction television media held each February in Los Angeles, the city of Weeping Angels. The event bills <laughs> itself like. as the largest and longest running annual Doctor Who convention in the world, and they would be correct. Sponsored by Gallifrey One Conventions and the Institute for Specialized Literature, which ISL Incorporated, a California not-for-profit organization. Gallifrey One has been held every year since 1990 in greater Los Angeles area and has featured guests from a variety of genre television programs, including Babylon 5, Star Trek, Alien Nation, Andromeda, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Gattlestar Galactica. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. I can't believe you're even able to say that. My brain works in different ways. Anyway. No kidding. Um, while most of us here at FC3 Monkey Business are longtime Doctor Who fans, when we wanted to talk about Gallifrey One, we looked to the biggest fans we knew who also had attended the convention. So welcome to the show, Liz Rice and Paul Brees Gerlich. Hi. Hi. Guys. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited you're here today. Um, there's all sorts of mandatory questions that I get to ask because there, you know, I get prepared notes from from a producer who sits mm -hmm. to my right and wants me to read her script. Um, <laughs> don't look at me in that tone. Of, don't look at me in that tone of voice. Wow, don't. it's gonna be one of those days. Yeah. But I just want to let you know that I, I asked you all those questions and it was really really boring. So I chose. Ch oh wait a minute, that was the. Never mind. I came back in time. Um, Oh, they didn't bad. like them? They didn't like them very much. <laughs> I already looked ahead. So, Fine. No, I'm kidding. I'm Say whatever kidding. you want. Oh, he was if, trying to make a Doctor Who joke if and whatever. I, if I said whatever I want, whatever I said, if I ever said what I want, everybody in the to, room would be beating on me at the moment. You'd have to push the button a lot more times <laughs> yeah. if he said whatever he wanted. Get the speaker button out. It's going for overtime. All right. Um, got to stop calling it the speaker button. We're not in speaker anymore, is it? No, it's no. the explicit button. The explicit, the explicit button. Because we're Just now... What it is. Because we're, we're now on transistor. Yes, that's right. The sensor button. The sensor button. No, because then that gives, me, that gives me a whole sensor reading, Captain. Anyway. Um, so how was it this year? Let's start with the basics. Did you guys have a good time? What was the convention like this year? Oh, yeah. I always have a great time because they always have such great guests. I think mm -hmm. there was one guest in particular they were trying to get this year, but it didn't work out. Um, mm -hmm. But they got Catherine Tate and John Barrowman. Were oh, their nice. They're big headliners this year. Um, Pearl Mackey was supposed to be there, but mm -hmm. she got another job, so she couldn't come. Okay. John but... Berman is a, basically a party waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. It just, you need a party, yeah. just add John Berman. Yeah. He's on my wish list, Dan. Just saying that, you know, yeah. anyway. Yeah, it, it was his second time at Gallifrey One. I was okay. there for his first one, his first Gallifrey One as uh -huh. well. Um, Does he show up in his panels in a skirt? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, of course. Or yeah. kilt. Or, or a kilt. Yeah. Or his one, none, none of the above. Or, or none yeah. of the above. Damn. <laughs> but he, he sang at the end of his panel, too, which nice. was fun. And, and Catherine Tate, that, it was her first Gallifrey one. Okay. And she was so much fun, too. She was mm -hmm. making fun of everybody. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. I mean, well, Catherine Tate came up as a comedian. Yeah. You know, she was great. So wisecracking yeah. is like yeah. second nature for her. Yeah. Now, you have have you gone five straight years? When was your first one? Yeah, my first one, I believe it was 2014. It was definitely the 25th anniversary year. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so yeah. And you had so said Billy Piper was at that one. Billy Piper and Arthur Darville. Okay. And I think it was oh. only like the second or third time they'd gotten a, like a big new series guest. Oh, okay. Like, I think Freema Eggman had been there before, uh-huh. but everybody was really excited. Originally, Billy Piper had to cancel last minute because she was sick, but then she okay. got herself on a plane and came to L.A. Good for her. Yeah, so, so so the big joke that year was that everybody caught the flu from Billy Piper, but nobody was sad about it. <laughs> nobody was sad about it. <laughs> no. I'd so, like to catch the flu from Billy Piper. I'll tell you that much for damn sure. So that, that would be the Six Degrees of Mark Shepard year. Yes. Because he was there that year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yes. think his dad was there too that year. Yes, the now late passed away possibly yeah. father. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was fun to watch them together. Yeah, I'm sure they play they, off they, each they, other. And they're just lounging on the sofas and, uh-huh. and chatting with the crowds. And it's I mean that's it's that kind of convention. It's nice. Not, it's not like stars talking down to you. It's more mm-hmm. like yeah. more like a conversation. Paul McGann is often known for lying on the couches at Gallifrey One. <laughs> <in his panels>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he does that. I love Paul McGann. I'm He's telling so you. Nice. He's he's one him. of the most underrated guys to have played the doctor, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I've because listened. he had so just little video experience yeah. with Dan, visual. Dan, he's experience. on my wish list. <laughs> yeah, no, mine, mine too. Think, he's good. I think I read technically he's like one of the longest serving doctors because of the audio. Yeah, that he's right. Done, though. Yes, because yeah. he's done those because for of the so big finish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which it, are a lot of fun. And it was the biggest gap between him and and Christopher Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah, and he was very happy to come back and do his regeneration. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, for the fiftieth anniversary. Right. That was a great little vignette. It was. I absolutely oh had a God. blast watching they, that they, one. I, I think one year they actually had the girl. I can't remember her name, but the 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 quote unquote companion for yeah. that episode. They came. Cass. She came. Yes, Cass, and and she talked about how she went out. I think she said it was like for her birthday, and she was getting drinks, and she woke up the next morning. She's like. Did I say something to somebody about the episode? And uh-huh. so she had to call them, and that's why it got released a bit earlier than they gotcha. thought it was going to. <laughs> she got drunk, but it got it worked out because it got released on Palm Again's birthday. I think. Right. So right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember when I was watching it, and and I had not known it was him. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, managed to stay knew. in the dark, yeah. and all of a sudden, I'm a doctor, just not the one you expected. And it, I'm like, yeah! <laughs> I actually leapt yes. off of the couch. My poor ex-wife, she was like, what the hell is happening right now? She had no clue why I was so excited. I know, that was so great. Because like, they had other mini-sodes leading up to that, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, these are interesting, but whatever. But then, like, because you hear his voice, because a lot of people mostly know him now from for his the audio. voice from the audio. Yeah. And it was just like, oh! <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now, Paul, standard standard kind of guest question for this, because now we're, we're on the top, topic of Doctor Who at the moment, and uh, and your history is actually, marvelously, longer than mine with the show. And um, you're one of the few people who can say that. Well, I, I, I would have started watching somewhere 1974, 1975. Right. On WXXI here yep. in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Well, it was broadcast at 6 p.m. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the original. And that was, I, I kind of sort of remember glimpses, because I was born in 70. So I remember about being five or six years old, seeing glimpses of a John Pertwee episode, but it never really locked in until I ended up seeing a Tom Baker episode a couple years later. Sure. And then, um, you know, fast forward to 1978 when I go off to Syracuse University. Uh-huh. And one of the first people I meet is this, this, this young, young gal, also a freshman at Syracuse, <laughs> living diagonally across the hall from me. And amongst the things we had in common was Doctor Who, uh-huh. playing recorders, early music, going on hikes. And now I refer to her as my first wife. <laughs> of course, we've been married now for yeah. like, like 30, 35 years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Still on your first wife, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Well, she likes that better than primary wife. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's for, uh, for Chris Sherry's husband. So. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's my other wife? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
There's a story there, and and, and I don't want to ask. <laughs> and then you're also Lana's little sister. That, that's correct. Okay. We have weird relationships. Hey, you know, Uh-oh. friends are, are, are weird for that way. Because, <laughs> right. you know, our president is in the room today. Dan is in two weeks in a row now. We've gotten him into the studio. Wow. One, one of these days, How we might get him happen? on microphone. But Dan and I will often it's tell people. It's a Doctor people, Who thing. Yeah. Time travel. Oh, weird time travel. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan and I will often introduce ourselves to people as brothers. And then half they look brothers. at each other. You know, then we'll say half brothers, and then we'll say different parents. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, but but in terms of Gallifrey One, the mm-hmm. first time that Deb and I went out to it was for their 15th, which would be 15 years ago, or okay. 2004. And part of the reason we went out was not just for the Doctor Who guests, but they had a bunch of Blake's Seven. Guests. Oh, cool. Which is a classic British series also. Right. From some of the same vintage from the, from the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, but one of the people we, we really wanted to meet was Paul Darrow. Okay. Um, and uh, as we're coming in around midnight, because we had to fly from, you know, U.S. after work. Uh-huh. Or from Rochester. Um, and we get into the, the Van Nuys Airport because it was uh-huh. being held out there at that time. And we're heading to the elevator, and there's Paul Darrow holding the door of the elevator for us. We go up to the same floor. He holds the elevator door so we can get our luggage out. Yeah. We walk down the hallway. We are di- diagonally across from him in a hallway. <laughs> so he holds our door to the hotel room so we can roll our luggage in. That's, That's amazing. Funny. That's one of my favorite parts about Gallifrey One is because a lot of the guests will stay at the Marriott right, right. As, as well as you know the people so who are So you get attending. a chance to interact with them. Yeah, so... Last Gallifrey one, not this year's, but last year, Stephen Moffat was a guest, which okay. was like the most entertaining thing because one, he had a panel in which, you know, he was no longer working for the BBC. He could say whatever he wanted. And so there were people who were like mean to him at the panel and were like, why are all your female characters the same? And he's like, OK, listen, you know, yeah. he got to say whatever he wanted That's and great. he wasn't going to get in trouble. But so Sunday morning, I was dressed as Missy because I I do all the cosplay thing (laughs) and I'm waiting for the elevators waiting 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 the doors open up it's just Stephen Moffat and he says hi Missy (laughs) 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 did did you say hi dad because you know he created the character (laughs) so so, and then on like the way down I was like what do I say to him so I gave him my ribbon which ribbons are a whole thing at Gallifrey one and Mm -hmm. it was the quote that Missy says in um the Peter Capaldi's last two-parter, the hello, ordinary person, mm-hmm. you know, please maintain the distance of at least three feet. I'm trying to be really good today and, be, you know, yeah. I forget what the whole quote is. And so uh-huh. I gave that to him. And then I t- we talked about how I was mad at myself for not recognizing John Sim sooner in uh-huh. that episode. And yeah, and that was fun. That's amazing. Because <laughs> you get that a lot because... You get a really, lot, you get a chance to interact yeah, with them. Yeah, because they're a lot more chill because it's not a huge production and mm-hmm. they know that everybody there, apart from, you know, the couple people who decided to be rude to Stephen Moffat at his panel, mm-hmm. they know that everybody there loves Doctor Who and mm-hmm. so they're really chill. Like, again, the first year that I was there with Billy Piper, she was... I saw her in the hallway, but I didn't want to bug her because it looked she, like she was on the phone. So later I went to get... Her autograph, and I was dressed as the moment from the 50th anniversary. And okay. She said, not only did she say, I like your costume, she said, I saw you earlier, and uh-huh. I wanted to tell you that I liked your costume then, but I didn't get a chance. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's just... Yeah, you know. I mean, I mean, part of this is, besides the regular convention, there's what they call LobbyCon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sitting out, and a couple of years ago, they redid the whole first floor <laughs> of the hotel. They're redoing, okay. they're redoing the bottom this year. I'm so sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be fun. The carpet will change. Yeah. That's a whole running joke. Yeah. Okay. Um, which we'll get to later. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I saw a little bit <laughs> yeah, about yeah. the yeah. carpet yeah. at the Marriott. But, but the, the, the literal written rules are that you cannot ask a guest for, for a autograph. Mm-hmm. You cannot ask that 
take their picture and you shouldn't take their picture outside of the, the convention itself. Plans. Right, right, right. Because they get, you know, you, you know, they charge you, you know, ten to fifty dollars or whatever for autographs. But I'm assuming if you see them in the lobby and you want to interact with them, you can feel free to do so. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You say hi. You have drinks. I mean, people like Fraser Hines is just oh, it's just hanging. Fraser Hines is right up there with John Berriman as a party in a can. And, yeah. and he just he just hangs out in, uh-huh. in the bar in the lobby, which is now all big one space, one big space, mm-hmm. and 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 people just hang out and you know. Whether it's writers or producers or whoever, uh huh, you know. So, so if they show up in the lobby, that's basically saying, "Come interact with me. I'm here. I'm out in the open for, uh, on on purpose." Right, mm-hmm. right. That's cool. Yeah, like um, one of one of my Gallifrey One fans, um, Nate. He the year that Moffat came, mm-hmm. he he saw him at the bar and he's like, "Hey, can I buy you a drink?" And so now we get to say, "I bought Stephen Moffat a drink." There you go. <laughs> there now, it is. Now my question is, did John Barrowman uh, do commando down the? He, uh, <laughs> you're obsessed. Well, every every video I see of him yeah. in a hotel, he well. is crawling from one place to the other with his shorts around his ankles, and all you see are his ass cheeks going through there. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I, Inquiring minds need to know. I think I think he said he didn't because he was staying at his own house because he just drove in. Oh, he just drove in. Exactly. I mean, he lives you know somewhat nearby, and so mm-hmm. he, he but said truly he did not every hotel that he goes to yes. that. Has a, has a John Berriman naked uh, it story. And and okay. if you follow him on Facebook, you uh-huh. are going to see his ass go yeah. down Back the and hallway forth. several yeah. times. And Tanya does not find this at all upsetting. <laughs> not for there's, him. There's a lot. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. The first follow-up comment in my head was a lot of women don't find that upsetting. But then I realized it's John Berriman. Then it's anyone <laughs> There's not a lot of people who would find that upsetting. No. Okay. And, and then he's usually doing Jenga with Tim Tams. Yes. I didn't even know what Tim Tams were. What well, is Tim Tams? It's a it's a it's a type of cookie. Okay. You can get yeah, them at Wegmans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this this year his his thing was he wanted to have um more the, ribbons. more ribbons. I than saw Catherine that Tate. also. <laughs> so that was the big the whole thing. But Catherine Tate was only there Friday and Saturday, and he was there Saturday and Sunday. I think now, he wound up winning. Yeah. Paul has brought a bunch of his badges, in, and they all look like Doctor Who scarves in terms of oh, yeah. ribbon collection. This is a thing. So this is not thing. like vendors are handing out badges. You you actually mm-hmm. make your own. Yeah, you can order them online. I uh-huh. wish I had brought mine. Um, uh, but we've got a catalog back here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, you can order them online, mm-hmm. and um, it's really neat because Ribbons Glore, which is where I usually get mine, they, they actually have like like they caught on that this was a thing. Mm-hmm. They actually have Doctor Who clip art that you can use, oh, now, cool. like the little TARDIS or the Doctors or whatever else. And so you print them. Usually, sometimes they're just pictures. Sometimes. You know, a lot of times they're just like quotes from the show. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorites this year was they had the print of the the basement carpet at the Marriott, and it said "My Happy Place." Oh, goody! And it was really, really sweet. That's and cute. There's some really, you know, interesting ribbons because sometimes people will just trade ribbons for ribbons, or they'll give them out. Um, mm-hmm. Some people do games. Like there's this one group of people that I know that they hide little like blue tufts of yarn around mm-hmm. the convention. If you find one, and then find them. You can show them that you found it, and they'll give you a ribbon because and it okay. says, "I found a Tardis tuft" or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there, yeah, they try to have other games going on, um, you know, so people can interact all the time and just mm-hmm. you know wander around. So mm-hmm. yeah, like it's it's a nice icebreaker because they've got meetups specifically to trade these ribbons. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Love yeah. that idea. That yeah, is a great idea. It's a lot of fun. I, like I know Dan's idea. been looking for ribbons for a couple of years. Yeah, we've had I a couple. Should, of I should them. bring some of mine this year. So mm. so now we yes. have like some place to like some idea of how to utilize. Yeah. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because they they do use some like um when I did the masquerade their costume contest I had a ribbon that I had to put like on the 
inside of my badge that they knew that I was okay to go into the green room. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, mostly they're just for fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get mostly Doctor Who ones, but like I have one that was a Broadchurch ribbon because, you know, there's now a growing number mm-hmm. of people who are in Broadchurch and Doctor Who. Yeah, that's like the ultimate crossover yeah, right now. I had, I had a DuckTales <laughs> ribbon this year yeah. <laughs> because David Tennant and Catherine yeah. Tate are both yeah. in DuckTales. Mm. Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sherlock ribbons, no, sometimes Supernatural, just, you know. Mm-hmm. I There were Kilgrave ribbons the year that um, Jessica Jones came out. Cause I'm hoping they were all purple, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. said Kilgrave told me to come here. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> there that's it awesome. Is. <laughs> That was just a disturbing role. It was yeah, so good. It was so good. I hope they find a way to stick him in the last series. Somehow. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I really find it very disturbing when actors that I really, really like play somebody yeah. really, really disturbing. I know. Uh-huh. Every time Alan Tudyk does it, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I am really looking forward to Angels and Demons. Is it out yet or is it coming out soon? It's coming out soon. Have you heard of Angels and Demons? No. Michael yes. Sheen is playing an angel. Oh, that. Yeah, Good Omens. No, good, good, good Omens. Good Omens. Good omens. I know what you're talking about, but yes, yeah, Good Omens. Yeah, one's an angel, one's a demon. Yes, yeah, one's an angel, one's a demon. Good Omens. Okay. It's on yeah. Amazon Prime. It's Good Omens. Is it out yet? No, no. not no, yet, not but yet? it'll be on Amazon Prime. Okay, Good Omens. No. I was close. So, Dan, can I borrow your Amazon Prime account? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get that set up. I got, I've, been have a, I've been meaning to do I that for a while I have an account. Now. People can borrow mine. No, I'm actually starting to use Amazon more and more, so I got to do it. I got to make that jump. 99 bucks a year. I mean, it's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Went up a little bit, but not by much. Oh, yeah. I, I have a son that still has a uh, an EDU email account, so it would oh, wow. be forty nine ninety nine. Oh, yep. boy. Look at I you. Could, I could use his account at least for, like, next year. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. All right. So, now, here's the thing. Now, you both you both have attended other conventions. I know you've been mm-hmm. to FC3. You've been to Gallifrey 1. You've been to other conventions on top of that. What it, what is it that makes Gallifrey One so special? What's the one that makes it stand? Why does it stand out to you two? Um, one of it again is because it's this fan run thing. Uh huh. I mean the, the the people that that have been running it for all thirty years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Lyon doing the the you know the front man for the kind of thing. Okay. Um, and uh, and Robbie Bourget who does the kind of behind the scenes okay. stuff. You know they've been doing this and. Um, even the guests will tell you that it's more like just coming into a group of family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than to a group of strangers. Um, and then tying this all together, uh, my wife happened to uh, run into a guy at the bar Thursday, not long after she arrived. And then I came over and was talking with him, and he was wondering about going to the in and out Burger Run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, I always go. I typically uh, drive a car, in this case a minivan, so I can take people who can't okay. walk, walk the three-quarters of a mile. Uh-huh. Plus it was on and off raining. Um, so I invited him, and so he came along. And one of the people who was also in the car with us, um, they were talking about ribbons and stuff. And she said, wait a minute, I got a bunch of leftover ribbons from last year that uh-huh. I'm not handing out. So she gave them to him, and he took one and gave her the package back. He goes, no, 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 these are for you to hand out. These oh, are wow. now your ribbons. Oh, so you that's can become cool. part of it. I mean, even though everybody, almost everybody will give you a ribbon, you know, just because you're hanging out and stuff. Right. Um, but he got to be part of it. And, and that kind of shows it all in a nutshell, is that everybody there, you know, wants you to become part of it. Yeah. Like you said, it's fan run and it's not for profit. So it's, you know, they're not out to, you know, make you pay a bunch of extra money. They just want to cover, you know, the, mm-hmm. the guests that are coming. And they, and they also do a charity auction every year for... Um, for different charities. I think a couple of years ago when Lala Ward came, they uh, raised money for a senior living home that she's chair of or something. Okay. And so different stuff like that. 
Um, it's hand run, you know, not for profit, and it's just you know because it's it's the vibe. Yeah, is what I'm yeah, getting. yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely. It's the because, vibe of the place. You know, it's just in. I mean, there's a couple things upstairs in other levels of the of the hotel, but it's just all in the convention level of mm-hmm. the LAX Marriott. Okay. So it feels small. I mean, there's quite a few people who go. I I don't know exactly how many people go, but you know, it's well, well, well they sell. I can tell you that they, yeah. they, they sell between um, 3,000 and 3,200 tickets. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they and they top it out at that. 3,900 okay. attendants as approximately as of 2018. Okay. Right, yeah. right, so, right. And, uh, I already know. had it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and people ask them, you know, like, can you move to a bigger venue? And they're like, we don't want to because we want to keep this small. Mm-hmm. We want to keep this right, right. to be a thing that, you know, we can support and do. But we want to make sure that everybody still has a good time because, you know, like some of the big conventions, you know, like the lines just to get the autograph from one of these people is insane. But, you Mm -hmm. know, if if you're not like right there first at the start of their autographing session, you can usually just like walk up to the table and start talking to them and say hi and get your autograph, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're walking and the guests are walking around, like I said, and saying hi to everybody. Mm -hmm. And. You know, it's it's a lot more chill and like that's cool. You know, than some bigger cons it can be too. And now I'm going to ask a yeah. question, and I'm not leading you into anything. I honestly want your your impression. Do you feel that at FC3 we're try- we're trying to capture that vibe? Do you feel like we're we're, we're trying to move in that direction? Do we have work ahead of us? Are we are we kind of getting the Gallifrey one action there? Yeah, I think so. Because you know, because I know you guys are not for profit too, so it's mm-hmm. like you know, you're just you're just trying to make sure everybody has a good time. That's which it. Which is which is what. You know, conventions should be. Right. Like, I get that, you know, I some agree. of them just get to a point where they're a business and mm-hmm. they become this huge machine because people use them to promote stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I love going to New York Comic Con, but it is such a huge thing mm-hmm. every year because it's just so hard. Because what another thing that I really like that they do is um, when they've got the big guests, like John Barrowman or Catherine Tate or whoever, they'll do two separate um, Q and A's with them. So because the, their main hall can only fit about half of the attendees that mm-hmm. are at Gallifrey One, so they'll do one. Usually they'll do like one on like Saturday and then Sunday morning. Okay. So everybody gets to see them. It's not like you're, you're going to miss something. Right. And they right, got right. it because if you're a fan of Doctor Who, there's something for you to do constantly at this convention because okay. it's all just about Doctor Who. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. There are five tracks going on mm-hmm. at any given time, so they have the main hall. Hall A, they have a, a smaller one, Hall B, and then three quite a bit smaller halls that will have specialized type things. Uh-huh. So there's always something running around cosplay okay. or, or science things. They have a, a couple of women uh, who are rocket scientists mm-hmm. who come in, who come <laughs> yes. in from a, a JPL, mm-hmm. Jet Propulsion Labs, and um, you know they're, they work on the Mar- Martian rovers and yes. other things like that. Oh, that's cool. And they are... Great fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you learn a lot. Um, but they've also been involved in some of the main programming in that there was one year um, they were doing a critique of one of the episodes that took Waters place. Waters of on, Mars, right? Waters of yeah, Mars. Yeah, I was going to say something about that. That was so funny. Like, it, I didn't catch all of it, but they were tearing that to pieces. Right, right. <laughs> but, but, but they are also Doctor Who fans. I yeah. mean, they like the episode. They were just showing you, like, okay, there's these long hallways connecting the center part of the station to all the outlying yeah. parts. And I said, there are no long hallways when you have to fill them with air yeah. that, you know, is so expensive to bring up. <laughs> and they said, so there would be an airlock, you know, like maybe a six-foot corridor, and then another airlock, and that would be it. Yeah. And that was just for safety. Yeah. Um, so, but you don't have dramatic robot chases in that no, 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 short no, six-foot no, hallway. No, no, no. You know, Come on. 
<laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure that, that, you know, you could play tag on the space station. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's... the live commentaries are one of my favorite things. Right. Because mm-hmm. they, they don't just get the actors. They get, like, the directors and the writers and producers. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And so they'll have, like, um, this year, Rachel Talalay came, and she did a live commentary for Heaven Sent, which was okay. so cool to see. And then she, like, showed us deleted scenes that she she later said, I didn't actually ask anybody if I could show you guys this. <laughs> yes. But, 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 You're but, like, oh, yeah. oops. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've seen her at other conventions, like mm-hmm. uh, at Regeneration, who... Down in Baltimore area, yeah. Um, and uh, again, you know, she'll show you accidentally the uh, desktop of her laptop, and it will have things that she's about to do. That... <laughs> <laughs> Oops! <laughs> she says, "Nobody write this down." <laughs> um, but but she is an excellent speaker, and mm-hmm. it is incredible, you know, the the depth that that she goes into when she directs either a Doctor Who episode or a movie or things like this. And this is why she's in such demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm looking back at, um, I'm on Wikipedia, and I'm just looking yeah. back at all the titles of yes, every year Next of year. Gallifrey One. The 31 flavors 31 of, flavors yes. of Gallifrey One. Yep. So it's like, <laughs> d- nice. I'm like, I'm seeing, I'm like 28 years later, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. play on yeah, the, 28 days yeah, later. 17th and a half century. Um, they have <laughs> Blackjack 21, 20 to Life. Um, the 18th Amendment of Gallifrey One, <laughs> nine, um, 15 Minutes of Fame. Nice. Okay, so each year has its own yeah. yes. subtitle. Yeah. Um, the Six Wives of Gallifrey One, The Seventh Seal, Gallifrey One Across the Eighth Dimension, <laughs> The Nine Lives of Gallifrey One. It must be one of Billy's cats. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm just like looking at it. I'm like, these are hysterical. Yeah. That. It's like the 26 seasons of California One. They've got the right idea. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I think these guys have got the right idea. Now, Liz, you and I have been talking about me heading out to California One next year oh, with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. and Because I don't go to, I, to my shame, I don't go to a lot of other conventions. And I really need to change that up. I need. I know Dan and I are talking about maybe going to New York this year. Uh, and so Gallifrey won mm-hmm. the, in, in February of, of 2020. Yep. So there's there's a lot. I mean, there's there's a lot of good stuff to be had out there. And and I think that's one of the things that's drawn me to Gallifrey One is yes, I'm a Doctor Who fan, but I also have heard many stories about the vibe of mm-hmm. the place and how they kind of like they treat it the way that we want to treat FC3. So that's kind of like there's like brothers in spirit type of a thing there. Um, and, and and they're very open. I mean, they do yeah. they do work with sister conventions. I mean, they're. Like they call Chicago TARDIS mm-hmm. um, their sister convention, yeah. which used to be Visions, which we went to in '93, and mm-hmm. you know it had a similar feel, but it was it was a little different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, part of it is it's tough because you know you're in a venue that that's not a hotel, right? Um, and there is no hotel big enough in Rochester to to you know yeah. with the convention hall space to seat 1,500 people. Well, yeah, that's that's a thing too, you know. You know it's you know it's just a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, you know, it, it's there. There have been other, you know, you know, who conventions here in Rochester decades ago. Yeah, when but, creation. But, right, right. But they were, you know, professional group, just you know, kind of making money on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's how I met Nicholas Courtney. Oh, there oh, you go. Yeah. yeah, I met Nicholas Courtney when I was thirteen. That's awesome. Yeah, I came yeah. in for a, a creation convention. It was at the downtown. Ho- What's not the Holiday Inn now? It's the Radisson now. Right? It was the Holiday Inn. It's yeah. the Star Trek combined, right? Yep, yeah. Star yeah. Trek yeah. and Doctor Who. Was Dr. Walter Kanan oh. get the oh. same one? No, no. Oh. It was just uh, Nicholas Courtney oh, okay. and the woman who played Nissa, oh. Sarah, Sarah Sutton. Sarah Sutton yeah. was supposed to be there, but she had a last minute conflict, so couldn't make yeah. it. So right. that's so cool. Nicholas was the man, and it was great because he he led every panel that he did. He did like three or four throughout the weekend. Yeah. Um, and they would they did this 
joke where basically the audio was not working and then he would channel the brigadier and go, I don't need a microphone. And then everybody would go nuts. You know, we'd all go crazy. And, and my buddy Jim, who I went to the convention with, we, we walked out the, the, the hotel for lunch. We went down to the, the McDonald's that was there on Main Street and we're sitting there and he comes walking in. He comes walking in, and we're sitting there, these two teenagers looking like, up, and there's the brigadier. There's the brigadier, and he recognized the both of us because we were sitting in the front row of his panel. And he goes, Chaps, get up. And we get up, and he goes, Salute, sir. You know, brigadier, good man. And then he walked away. And he walked away, and I'm like, What the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And he ripped off a, the brigadier's salute, whatnot. And I almost expected him to say five rounds rapid or five nuggets rapid. I don't yeah. know what it was, but it was that was one of those moments that I got to. to rub, so it was cool. great. I, I need to watch. I, like I've seen bits and pieces of Classic Who, but mm-hmm. I really need to watch more, especially now that I'm paying for BritBox every. Day. See, oh. come on, Liz. <laughs> got to get on the ball. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm just gonna bust your chops because I think you. you it's like, I, it's I amazing. To, I always try to watch something like from mm-hmm. guests who are going to be there every year. You know? When, when like, I do I the Doctor Who panel at FC3 and you show up, I always know that <laughs> my ability to know. Doctor Who trivia has just been dwarfed <laughs> big time and it's amazing to me but I always get a kick out of it when you're there because you're like I, I, you're my expert now seriously I'll get into a tangent and I'll look at Liz I'm like help me out here because I know I'm in the wrong spot right? and then she'll clarify it and I'll be off and running it's all yeah. good so that's fun stuff um, so maybe you just yes. need to have Liz tag team with you and and don't and- don't give away my secrets for the next panel <laughs> don't do that don't do that because I was going to put the girl on the spot. I'm sorry, Liz. I was going to. I was going to do it as long as it's over before Gallifrey One tickets. Yeah, seriously, it's funny because the Saturday of our convention, April 13th, is when the tickets for the next Gallifrey One go on sale, and they go on. If I have it planned out right, the Doctor Who panel is going to be at two o'clock, and then I'm going to instruct everybody to then leave the panel and go buy your tickets for Gallifrey One. Sure. So. Sure, it's Yeah. I. I know we were working out the basics. We may have to tweak the schedule just a little bit. Hold on. Oh, well, yeah. well you know, you know, we anyway. can just we can just put you know, um, you know, a few laptops in there. Mm-hmm. You know. We'll do it during well, the it, panel. It's yeah, not, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not like trying it to get it is from two to three. Yeah, because yeah, I manipulated you the other day. <laughs> I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it either. Yeah. Time meddlers. That sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, it is nice it's not. It's not like you know San Diego or New York no, where tickets no, go no. out. You know, like they'll usually sell out within like a day or two, mm-hmm. right. depending. But you know, they don't announce any guests beforehand, so it's not like everybody's like, "Oh, this person's going to be here. Mm-hmm. I got to get my tickets." But now. I just think it's. I think it'd be a fun tip of the hat to have one convention pushing you to buy tickets to another convention <laughs> yeah. on the other side of the country. <laughs> You know, this is on the other side of the country. Well, no, I mean, no, no, I just, it's, it's all part of the brotherhood, man. Yes, Seriously, yeah, it's it, just the way it ought to be. It, it, it is, and um, you know, um, what I should have done was taken some FC three brochures out to California. Uh-huh. So yeah. ne- next year, next year, um, we'll, 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 we'll do that. You, you could make, you could make, um, because people do like put like you know their companies or whatever on the ribbon sometimes you can mm-hmm. make a Flower City Comic Con wow ribbon. you mean you could advertise your show at somebody else's show that's how <laughs> yes. novel that is yes. they usually have like you know like tables and then like just they acquire mm-hmm. brochures and mm-hmm. postcards yeah. and stuff throughout the weekend so I yeah. don't think they'd be now how many cosplays it. did you have this 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 weekend this time this oh, for this Gallifrey one okay I brought you brought space yes, hair I did. so you did a river and you did oh, Missy I, did. I didn't bring river this year I thought you had I, a, I thought I, I saw did. a picture with you doing river no, I mean, it might have been a picture from a previous year, but All I brought right. Della Duck because I wanted to oh, picture that's, with Oh, okay, Catherine. I remember, yeah, I remember Della Duck. I brought Della I Duck um, because Catherine Tate was going to be there, uh-huh. um, and she voices Magicka Dispel in the in the reboot. Okay. I was going to bring it before they announced her, but then I was like, no, I definitely got to bring it and get my And if my you're picture. not familiar with the character <laughs> gang, it, Della Duck is from the uh, from DuckTales cartoon, and, and Liz does a really cute yeah. rendition she, of it. She's the mom of Huey, Dewey, and Lily, yes. and she is currently stuck on the moon and has been for 10 years. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so I brought Della Duck. Mm-hmm. Um, then I wore Missy for the rest of that day just because mm-hmm. the makeup was easier to to do. And then I wore um, Princess Astra. Okay, slash the purple Romeo. dress. Yes, yeah. yeah, because I was because I've I've been trying to do more like classic Who cosplay just uh-huh. just for fun. And I was like, well, I can I can be a Doctor Who princess instead of just a Disney princess. There you go. <laughs> and Romana at the same time because she shows up in that outfit mm-hmm. briefly. Um, and then I was the thirteenth Doctor for the masquerade which is their costume contest mm-hmm. and then on sunday too i have been liking jody i i, I really enjoy her i think they can mm-hmm. do better yeah okay so you're not in the same can spot do better. all right um especially because i've seen what chris chibnall and jody can do together in broad church i've seen the depth her do some amazing scenes like one of the scenes that made me that i thought about that made me the most excited when i found out that she was going to be the doctor mm-hmm. i won't do any spoilers because <laughs> it is a very spoiler mm-hmm. heavy um, thing, but the last scene that she's in of the second season mm-hmm. of Broadchurch, where basically the person who killed her son mm-hmm. was on trial and was found out guilt- guilty, mm-hmm. and they're basically, you know, excommunicating him from the town. Mm-hmm. And the scene where she just is so angry, but so sure of herself. Like she's crying, but she's also like, I know that I'm right, mm-hmm. you know, because, and I was like, oh. That's, you know, like that's the scene that made me excited. It's Doctor, I haven't seen that yet. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like I feel like they've kind of softened the 13th Doctor a bit because she's a woman just to get people used to her, which I didn't like. I'm like, let her be angry. Let her be super mm-hmm. smart. They played it you safe. Know? Yeah. That's what I'm which getting the I, feeling of. Yeah. They really and that and that was kind of a comment we made about Captain yeah. Marvel, too, is they played mm-hmm. it safe. They mm-hmm. showed the potential. They gave you a taste of what's possible, yeah. but they didn't give you. Everything. That character off the leash right. just yet. Yeah, because you see a bit of her anger in like Rosa mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her, you know, and a bit of it in in resolution. But I'm like, you know, this is the doctor, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, don't, yeah. you know, because there were a couple moments, too, where like her and Yaz would come to the same conclusion at the same time. And I'm not saying that the companions can't be smart, but mm-hmm. the doctor should be smarter. Yeah. It's like the, the doctor should have gotten, you know, whatever the the. You know, like she should have thought of the using yeah. the, the she had been five steps ahead sooner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, about a, you know, literally a couple of months earlier, you were a cranky white-haired Scotsman, as you so aptly yes. put it. You know, and and <laughs> that guy that was line. he was very sharp. Yes, in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of like switch it up that way it was a little yeah. too jarring, and and I think there's a lot of there was a lot of missed potential. Yeah, but it was bit. still good. Yes, I still know? very much enjoyed it. I I've got confidence that they can continue. I just wish it wasn't a whole year before we got to see right. that because I feel like people, you know, might decide to be done. And I'm like, no, but th- I know this is going to be good because I've seen yeah. their work on other things. People um, people who are upset with that obviously yeah. have not been following much oh, in terms yeah. of British television. <laughs> Paul, what did you think of season uh, season whatever eleven? Eleven, eleven. You know, Mark two. Mark two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, we, we enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, you know, you're still getting Doctor Who stories, no matter, right. mm-hmm. you know, who, who what gender, or is play, who is playing the mm-hmm. Doctor. Who's on um, first. Who's on first. Um, but, you know, uh, again, the writing, I think, is a, a little weaker, but I would think that as people get used to the character and the companions, mm-hmm. like for the next season, it'll be a lot easier for them to write. Yeah. It, it's tough out of the gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they did yeah. a really good job writing enough to keep all the companions having their own little tracks going through it and interactions Mm -hmm. and 
stuff like that because it's <coughs> not easy to write for yeah. three companions. Yeah, I do hope we get more of Yaz because this this season definitely felt very very focused on Graham and Ryan. Yes. So I hope we get more about Yaz. I mean, I know she had like the the episode the demon with her grandmother job, but yeah, right. hopefully her character can be fleshed out a little more because I enjoyed all the characters, but I'm just like I need to know a little bit more mm-hmm. about Yaz. Sure, sure. And the people who have been complaining about too many companions obviously did not follow Peter no. Davison. No, That's all no, I got to no, say. No. You know, Tom also had, on several occasions, he went up to about three or four at one point or another, you know, so. I mean, I mean you started off with a doctor. And Barbara. And then, yeah, then two Barbara teachers. Barbara, Ian, and right. Susan, yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah, it started off with original and plus three, so. Yeah. Um, to go back to the show, is there a favorite guest you've met there so far? Um, I don't know about favorite, but, you know, I was pretty shocked with how much I really enjoyed uh, a panel last year, a couple of years ago, with June Hudson, mm-hmm. who did costuming, not mm-hmm. just for Doctor Who, but for several other shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she was just incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking about how you, you know, had to, again, work with the directors, with the, the writers, and then, you know, she goes away and, and does a little sketch in pencil of a shape. And mm-hmm. then they say, yeah, that's the kind of thing we want. And then she does, you know, color from based on that. And then you see, you know, um, uh, she has a big album she drags around with all these things and includes swatches of the fabrics that were used to make the costumes. Oh, wow. So As a cosplayer, you... I would love to get my hands on something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, just, just to look at it, but to hear her talk about this. And you see this, you know, little woman, whatever she is, in her 70s or 80s, and, yeah. you know, sitting there. And it's just, it was, it was, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, obviously, having all, all the other guests or the people who play the monsters or, mm-hmm. or the people that have been inside Daleks or, mm-hmm. or, um, John Leeson, who does the voice of canine. Yeah, he was I mean, so much fun. yeah, yeah, and and they're and they're all, they're all you know lots of lots of fun, and particularly when they're interacting with each other, up mm-hmm. up in front of all of us. I don't even want to use the word on stage, but mm-hmm. it's you know because again, it's it's a, just a group of people chatting, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and it's also amazing how sharp they remember. You know, oh, in this particular episode, we were out filming at this location, and we went out to this pub, and. You know things like that that that, that come into it. Mm-hmm. So um, you know it's it's you know as they say it's hard to pick a favorite episode. It's hard to pick a favorite you know person there. But it's the you know it's the way that they handle it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. If oh. I if I have to pick two of my favorites, definitely Michelle Gomez okay. was a delight. Yeah. <laughs> is she as just as unhinged in person as oh, she is on screen? It, yes. Yes. Or, or, oh yes. Or more, or more so. More. Yes. If not more. So Missy. So Missy is a more reserved version of Michelle Gomez. More yes. or less. Great. It, it definitely seems like that because she is just. You've nuts. seen her in Sabrina, right? Yeah. She yeah. is nuts. Did, uh, did I ever tell you my favorite scene with Missy was when they were on Scarrow, and and she makes the one that the one Dalek start to self-destruct or explode and yes. she immediately she pins Claire against the wall and buries her head just and the, the we the we was just as soon as she did I'm like that oh my god I yeah. loved that that was like my favorite scene of all time yeah yes. she 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 was a riot it I just think... showed how, how blissfully off the the leash that the, yeah. the character is right yeah and on on because um, one of the weird quirks about Gallifrey One is there's no video recording allowed at all in any okay. of the panel rooms, which is why a- you anymore. don't anymore. Sometimes <laughs> you know, for for a couple of years they do were they, like they don't do anything in house either for their own purposes. No, okay, no, the cameras are just for the you know for okay. the big screen live feeds. Right. Yeah, um, but <laughs> so like the year before, I think they really cracked down on that because you were still allowed to post like snippets mm-hmm. up until a certain point. I do have a video on on YouTube of Michelle Gomez. A, 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 
I don't know how old the little girl was, but she was on the younger side, asked, what was it like to kiss Peter Capaldi <laughs> to Michelle Gomez? Uh-huh. And just her response was like, she talked about how like they were in the same college and you know uh-huh. she would see him sometimes like at the pubs and whatever. And so she was like, I was very excited when I was contractually obliged to pin him against the wall and snog him. <laughs> 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 and she, she's just so <coughs> hilarious. And, if, and they, they, they had her do her panel with Ingrid Oliver. Okay. And at one point somebody offered them jelly babies and they came over to like, you know, to get one. Mm-hmm. And like, she, kind of mind pushing Ingrid off the stage and she was like what (laughs) so she was a lot of fun and then Stephen Moffat was just so much fun especially because Uh you know he was done so he's off the leash doing the show yes exactly exactly he had had no F's uh, left to give at that point no not a care in the world yeah because you know like there was one girl like I said who came up and was like why are all your female characters names like how is you know Mm -hmm. Osgood like Vastra how is Missy like Clara you know like Mm -hmm. and then there was somebody else who (laughs) who was like how, who was like upset with him for how he wrote the first doctor in Twice Upon a Time? She's like, why did you make him, you know, say those things? Da, 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 mm-hmm. da. And like, how dare you do that? Verity Newman wouldn't have been happy with you. He's like, I knew Verity. Mm-hmm. She would have found it hilarious, yes. <laughs> you know. So that was just so much fun getting to hear him just like yeah. talk and. You know. I remember him talking about it, and and, yeah. and I kind of I saw. I mean, it, I did not feel that the first doctor in, in the. In uh, the twice upon a yeah. whatever I can't remember the name twice upon a time. Yeah. Um, I did not feel it was an accurate, fully 100% accurate rendition of what William Hartnell played. Mm-hmm. However, I understood what he was trying to do on a yeah. social commentary level. He yeah. was saying, "Look at the era embodied in a character. Yeah. Don't look at the character. I get it. It's not represent. It's not full on accurate representation, but it's an, a representation of the era that it came from. Exactly. Relating yeah. to the era that it, we're handing off to, because we all know it's coming." Yeah, we hadn't sure. announced that the next doctor was a woman, but we, they they telegraphed it. Yeah, because yeah. Stephen Moffat, you know, he said he he didn't know who was going to be cast, but he knew mm-hmm. from talking to Chris Chibnall that it was going to be a woman. It was going to be a woman. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because I think you know a lot of the stuff that a lot of the comments he made were like you know kind of like micro things mm-hmm. that aren't like horrific. Mm-hmm. In a way, but you know, it's like okay, you know, let's discuss this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and it worked. But you know, yeah, this this one girl was very upset, and he shut her down, and it was beautiful. There's gonna be one in every crowd. Yeah, it's like, you just gotta you gotta I learn just, how I to. Couldn't, I couldn't believe that somebody would do that, like mm-hmm. at a panel. Oh, I was like, are you kidding? In me? this day and age, they, are you kidding they, me? They got booed. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Which was great. And in this day and age, that's just going to yeah. happen. And then then just other guests that I thought were great that they got. Like, they got John Hurt one year. Oh, cool. Like, like yeah. The year before he passed, John Hurt was a guest. Oh, that's great. John Hurt. And oh, was, he was just a great guy. Just yeah, a great human he, being. He was great. You know, they've gotten a ton of the companions. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, they get a doctor almost every year. Do we know who's coming next year yet? No. Like I said, they don't announce any guests before they put tickets on okay. sale. Um. I think the they usually because tickets will go on sale in April. Usually their first batch of guests, sometimes like before the summer goes, but they'll take like the summer off to like you know chill because mm-hmm. they're usually working on this all year. Right, right. Um, and then they'll most of the like, you know, quote unquote headliner guests will get announced closer to the convention because they don't want to like say, oh, we're getting this person, and then have them have to cancel, mm-hmm. which has happened. That's happened two years in a row now with Pearl Mackey, where they wait right. until closer to the convention to. Announce, announce her, yeah. but then it, they're like, "Well," and then she got a job. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. well, a young up and coming actress, yes. and she's going to be busy, and so yeah, unfortunately, think, you can't pin her down for something. Yeah, like last that. year I think yeah. she was in a play, and then this year she got—I don't—I don't know what she got, but she was mm-hmm. posting some very lovely pictures of somewhere tropical that weekend. So, 
don't know what it was. Yeah, that, that's it. And and they do get um, usually usually messages um, from the current production company. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, are, are are put out. They do a um, what's happened in who this past year, and then they do a big closing ceremony yeah. of, of stuff. And they often have have things. This year it was a dedication to to Sean, which mm-hmm. he didn't know ahead of time. Who again is like the person who deals with all the guests and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have lots of guests either from England do videotaping or or however they did it through Skype or whatever of messages for Sean mm-hmm. and some of them were the current people in production. So that's really cool. Sweet. Yeah. That's very cool. They also had a they read a like he like they had an email from Chris Chibnall uh-huh. that they read out. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, again, cuz you know, uh, unfortunately Gallifrey 1 is right in the middle of their production yeah. in mm-hmm. England. So the current people can't come over, you know, yeah. stuff to get away for a weekend let alone yeah. you know, it'll how, be how to fly. It'll be interesting because they're saying early 2020 for the next season. I'm like, is Gal- is like Doctor Who going to be on when Gallifrey One is running? They're going to like have to just all the panel rooms are just going to have to be to watch the episode. Right, right, right. <laughs> that would be great. So, right, That'd be right. fun. Yeah. But, but to tie back into you know uh, Flower City Comic Con, mm-hmm. um, you know, last year you had Caitlin Blackwood mm-hmm. right visiting, and what a sweetheart too. Yes, oh, yes. I loved her. She was, um, but she was there, and so was her mother. Yes. Uh, and her mother happened to comment on my Doctor Who scarf. Uh-huh. And I said, well, funny. Which you are wearing right now. Which I'm wearing right now. We'll, we'll get to that because Sherry said I had to talk about it. Um, but I said, no, no, you said the same thing about this scarf a, a few years ago. And Caitlin Blackwood, something like, you know, when, whenever she was just on Doctor Who, right. came to Gallifrey One uh, with her mother. And, and so I had my Gallifrey One button on and you know, pinned to the scarf. And, um, and she said, oh, and then they were pointing out and talking about it. Well, then when I saw her again in February out in California, mm-hmm. and you know, she said, "Oh, you know, hi, you know, where, you know, where do we last, last see you?" And I said, "In Rochester." And he goes, "She goes, you fly out from Rochester to California?" I said, "Yeah, there's, you know, people come from all over the country." And she goes, "Oh, that's kind of cool." So. Yeah, I, I actually. Um I actually wound up on the shuttle to the Marriott with Caitlin and her mom and Nick Briggs. <laughs> so that was fun. I, I told her that you guys say hi. Nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I got a, I got a text through Facebook from uh, from Liz at one point. It was Twitter. Yeah, it was Twitter? Yeah. Oh, it was Twitter. Yeah. That's right. You and I use Twitter. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm on the bus with Caitlin. Tell her I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but my favorite, I'm just going to end my, my favorite picture of, of FC3 last year was when we were, when it was done and a whole bunch of us went to the old toad afterward and my daughter Juliana is next to Caitlin, Caitlin and the two of them were talking like they've been friends for years and then they kind of cuddled up to each other to get a picture together and it's like my favorite picture of the entire weekend is my, my daughter and Caitlin getting um, best friends. Mine's it. That, that one? Yes, Aww. that one right there. Aww. That's very sweet. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I missed that. I was in Niagara Falls. Yes, I know, with, uh, with a Power Ranger. <laughs> with a Power Ranger. <laughs> Having dinner with a Power Ranger. Because yeah. we can say things like that, and you know, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. amazing. So anyway, you were saying, yeah. Um, so yeah, they they just Paul get, was talking about his yeah. uh, scarf. Oh, yeah. Like okay. I care oh, about yes. Paul's scarf right now. I want to talk to Liz. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> there are two of them here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two Liz's. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm yeah. confused. Yeah. Have Time we, joke. Have we been here before, or are we yet to come? <laughs> <laughs> this has all happened before, and now we're jumping into Battlestar Galactica at this yes. point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Carry on. Uh, okay. Um, uh, that's a whole other British show. <laughs> um, but um, no, uh, so again, back in around 1979, 1980 at mm-hmm. Syracuse University, um, uh, we had gotten the, uh, we had a group called Shaw Five Who from our dorm. Okay. Who 
used to watch Doctor Who in my dorm room, mm-hmm. which I shared with Doug Ambelage. We never got into Doctor Who. <laughs> Everybody else would show up and he would leave and go to dinner. Um, but um, anyway, they had a, a pattern for how to knit a scarf. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, I'll learn to knit and I'll learn to knit a scarf. And so uh, we went off and bought a, a bunch of yarn and I had one of my friends teach me how to cast on. <laughs> and so for the next uh, uh, several months, I was knitting a scarf and going back and forth on a bus from Rochester to Syracuse. And the bus driver and several of the other people who are regularly on it, you know, were comparing how long it was by how many rows of seats it covered. <laughs> and I got to this 18-foot, give or take, length. And um, I'm off with my, uh, I guess, fiancé at the time uh, in Columbia, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And we had to go to the, the, the public library there to get out a book on knitting to learn how to cast off. Because <laughs> otherwise... That's would, fantastic. Otherwise it would be like 36 feet long. Yeah, 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 yeah. no idea how to stop. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. That's why I said he had to tell the story, because mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite stories about Paul. Um, but, yeah, but people admire it. And it's not authentic colors. Yeah. But, it but still. Looked, but it looks like the colors we saw on American television in the 1970s and, and 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, because when they converted from... PAL, which was the format in England, to NTSC in the U.S., color shifted. Mm-hmm. And again, we all had these analog color televisions that, you know, the color wasn't that great anyway. So you were based on what you saw. Based on what, what I saw. Uh-huh. And so other people who remember it from that era said, oh, I had a scarf kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Or I this year at Gallifrey One had one person who said, oh, their mother had knitted one sometime around that same time frame. And... Uh, he said, yeah, they got the pattern from their uh, public broadcasting um, um, in Syracuse, New York. I'm thinking, okay, just a minute. And he goes, well, I, I lived in, a, in, in a, wherever it was, uh, Oswego. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, we're probably working from the same pattern that WCNY was distributing. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, that's I, great. I don't have it with me, but I do have, I'll show you a picture of my scarf that I knit. I actually use it as like a fourth Dr. Ray crossover costume. Okay. Because <laughs> I was it. trying to figure out what to do with it because I knitted it because I was just like, I just want to say that I oh, that's knit so cool. a fourth Dr. scarf and it was so long. I'm like, I can do the wrap like Ray does uh-huh. from, from the first movie and that's what I did. So I, I basically knit the scarf and then I took some, you know, some Goodwill finds and took the sleeves off. So it's Oh, fourth doctor thing. But nice. <laughs> That's cool. I think the year, the, the first year that I wore that to Galley too, there was somebody who was dressed as the tenth doctor, but Ray. And that was fun yeah. too. That's you had a lot of crossover cosplay. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's show, so much fun. show imagination. It's best well, right there. Well, my, my wife's scarf she got at um, the auction during mm-hmm. one of the uh, one of Doctor Who's, and it was happened to be modeled by Janet Fielding. <laughs> oh, cool. Who, who happened to play Tegan? Yeah. Yeah. The Australian. <laughs> yeah. The mouth on legs. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to say why you're, why you're laughing, Sherry? Um, do you remember when I gave you a bottle of ice cider? Yes. And I said it was it was um, made by Paul's son-in-law? Yeah. Paul's daughter, who mm. Dave is married to, mm-hmm. his name is Tegan. And, and she's not Tegan in the Tweeds, which no, is a local no, band. No, no, All right. But, uh, but after uh, Janet uh, Fielding. Another, yeah, well, Janet Fielding has signed a couple different autographs for my daughter uh-huh. and says, from the real Tegan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and she has also hit me for one of my cosplays because uh-huh. I've gone as John Nathan Turner. Okay. <laughs> the Hawaiian shirt will give it away. Yes, yes. Nice. The Hawaiian shirt, the big hair, and, and, and the beard, and the sunglasses on. There you so. go. 
Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to wrap up at this point, but I want to have you guys back to talk about Doctor Who again because that's just my favorite thing. That's my bag. In the, but I love having you in the studio, and I appreciate your uh, your help with us today. That okay. is great. See, see you all at 2 o'clock uh-huh. on Saturday, April 13th. Yes. yes. That's it. So we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we'll do some business. See, and that, that entire segment is proof that when you get me talking about Doctor Who, I can go for literally 58 minutes, apparently, and, I, and not even break stride. I could have I gone for another hour. Um, so, hey, we got events coming up, and it's coming up pretty darn fast. Kick off 2019 FC3 weekend with a party and a nerdlesque show with some of your favorite characters appearing on stage. There will be raffles, trivia, and nerdy burlesque to fill the evening. That is going to be on Friday the 12th at the Firehouse Saloon on Clinton Avenue South. Tickets are $8, general admission pre-sale with a $25 VIP, and that includes a seat up front, complimentary bottle of champagne, and a surprise. Tickets are going to be $10 at the door if you show up, but you're going to get a $2 discount if you bring your FC3 pass with you. Also, that weekend is the big show itself. Number four, Flower City Comic Con, April 13th and 14th at the Blue Cross Arena. Our top guests of honor, Yellow Power Rangers, Tracy Lynn Cruz, Nakia Baris, and Karen Ashley. Wrestler Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, actor Michael Bean, and a comic artist, Rusty Gilligan. Courtesy of Broken Icon Comics, we're also bringing comic artist Rob Dumo, Nick Wetland, and Tristan Kelly. When you add in local artists Caitlin Yarsky, Nigel Carrington, and Ken Wheaton, we got ourselves a full weekend. And featuring at the Doctor Who panel will be Liz Rice <laughs> as the beaver. Anyway. Anyway. She's going to be missing. Yeah, she's probably missing. I don't know. You're not sure who she's bringing yet? Oh, River? I don't know. Well, because I got to, I have, I don't want to. Okay, I'm going to spoil DuckTales, but in the most recent episode of DuckTales, it's revealed that Della lost a leg when she was on the moon and when she crashed her spaceship. Oh, so no. I, I, gotta, I want to make like a foam armor leg and okay. my Della, and then if I get it done in time, because I'm working on it for a, a contest. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys see the Mary Poppins Returns? I have not. With Emily Blunt? I yes. Um, well, they do an animated sequence like they did okay. in the original, and all the costumes for that mm-hmm. bit are all hand-painted oh, wow. on white fabric. Okay. And so I'm, I'm currently... Um, Working on that. Cool. Maybe I, I entered the, um, D23 Expo, which is Disney's mm-hmm. own thing. They have a costume contest, but you have to like apply to be in it and then uh-huh. they choose people. So When we do a cosplay podcast again in the future, I'm going to call you back in for that one, yeah. too. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, hey, guys, do you want to be a part of the FC3 Monkey Business and Mighty Monkey Corporation experience? There are a few ways of doing that. Tanya, can yes. you tell me one of those ways, possibly, well, perhaps? the first is to become a sponsor. Yay. We have sponsorship levels of all kinds and are even willing to create custom sponsorship packets. So please contact us at sponsorships at fc3roc.org. Hey, Sherry, what's next? Next is supporting us on Patreon. Patreon is a way to support the people who are creating the things you love. Please check us out at www.patreon.com backslash fc3roc. All membership levels will include access to the patron-only blog, plus tons of great perks at all levels. Special shout-outs to our See No Evil tier patrons, James Irish, 
Jen Bevan. And our very own... Tanya Metris. Hey, hey, Billy, Billy. Yes, yes, yes. What's next? Uh, Want to help others find the show? Please leave us a review wherever you listen to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Podbean, iHeartRadio, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, <laughs> iHeartRadio, Transistor, and iHeartRadio. Is there a place where you can... Guess where I work. Is there a place where you can find your podcasts and I you can't... Uh, iHeartRadio. And is there a place where you uh, find your podcast and you can't find FC3 Monkey Business? Please let us know. Hey, hey, Billy. Yeah. Could you find us on uh, iHeartRadio? I can. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Just checking. <laughs> and look. <laughs> you have to look. <laughs> All right. And we always conclude every week with our question of the week. And this can one's we gonna follow us on oh. Twitter too. Oh, oh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, FC Three MB Podcast. Oh, and if you do, please say hi. Because hi. we love it when you say hi. Hi. <laughs> or if I send you guys um. Idiot's Lantern videos. There you go. That's <laughs> which one. is the um, it's a the comedy troupe that does Doctor Who right sketch comedy. Yeah, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Right, right, right. That I saw it. that one. Was that the, the Dead you know, Rory I sketch? Could, I could yes, kind of yes. giggle at that one because yeah. I had already seen the Monty Python one, yeah. so that one made a little more sense <laughs> to me this time than the She's Monty hopeless. Python's Flying Circus. She but is seriously hopeless over yeah. here. I got to tell you, you, if you want a really good one, my favorite sketch that they did um, is they did one where. The Twelfth Doctor brought Kylo Ren to the caves on Dagobah at, to meet Darth Vader, but like it starts out as like little Anakin and then like you know broody Anakin, uh-huh. <laughs> and like they start and so they're doing. The Twelfth Doctor's like, okay, anger management, and they bring out these um, cardboard cutouts of Obi Wan and and um, Darth Vader. Han, Han, uh-huh. Han Solo, uh-huh. <laughs> and they start hitting them with pool noodles. <laughs> I got to see nice. this one now. Nice. It's so funny. And All this right. Year, this year they did one that was inside out, but with the doctors. Oh, God. <laughs> it's really funny. Nice. Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. If there was an action figure of you, what two accessories would it come with? Oh, it would certainly come with a scarf uh-huh. and a book of puns. Yeah. And a book of puns. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. So yes, he thinks he's punny. It, oh, had, oh my God! Ooh, put was... put him and Dan in a room together. It's all over. Dan puns. can't even compete. Oh no 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 no! Dan's like, hold Mm-mm. my beer. <laughs> Liz, <laughs> if there was an action figure of you, what two accessories would it come with? I would definitely need a sewing machine. Okay. <laughs> um, kind of changes what else? Maybe maybe sonic screwdriver. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that. That works. <laughs> Billy Billy! Yes. If there was an action figure of you, what two accessories would it come with? Uh, let's see. Uh, a bunch of t-shirts and a cat. There, <laughs> I was going to say, there, there was going to have to be a cat in there. There was going to be a cat reference. Or a t-shirt and a bunch of cats. Yeah. <laughs> I was also thinking like a CD, a mixtape, uh, or a mixed CD yeah. of a, a variety of really cool like bluesy yeah. music. Earbuds, Microphone. Yeah. Earbuds, headphones, yep. But cats. 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 Tanya? Nice. Um, I'm going to have to say, um, it has to be at least a huge bin of dice. Okay. Um, and you know, probably one of my other accessories is probably going to be a pair of flip-flops. Flip-flops? Yes. That's true. You are kind of flip-flop nation when, when the summertime when comes When the summer out. comes, yes. And so, my, my but, students- Can't at, wear them. 
So my students get year. to the point that they're safe until the flip-flops come back out because mm-hmm. they know I threatened to beat okay. them with the flip-flops. So a lot of dice and flip-flops. <laughs> yes. And you know my dice get thrown across the Oh, basement. yeah. I've been I've received them on a few occasions. Yeah, I got them pegged <laughs> on a couple he's, he's of occasions. He's had to catch them before I, they've gone have, behind the washer. I have become a story when it comes to dice. I was rolling really bad one night, and I just picked up my dice and went, reset, threw them across the room and made Lana go get them. <laughs> so that's become reset. Reset. <laughs> you know, I, I saw saw uh, uh, that fifth edition thing that you've um, joined, that fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. thing. The board. The, yeah. the board. Someone's like, oh, I've become addicted to dice. I, I need have to buy- six sets now. I, and they're like, I need, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just like, I really, I'm just like, really? You've become addicted to dice? I can't walk out of Millennium without a set of dice Seriously. every time I go in there. So I'm like, yo, you're definitely amateur. Amateur type thing. Well, when I when I had a or was about to go in for my uh, double bypass surgery, I told people it was fine. I got a 17 on my saving throw. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Sherry. Yes. If there was an action figure of you, I know it would jingle, but what two accessories would it come with? <laughs> I'm not jingling today. I get that, but still. She's wearing boots. boots. On. I have boots yeah. on, so I couldn't. Anyway. Do it. Um, well, a book, obviously. A book. That was that's that's without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wrote this question and I still don't have a great answer for it. Um, <laughs> Oops. Uh, she had plenty of time to think. I too. know it would be barefoot. That's for sure. Okay. Um, no shoes necessary. No a book. Sh- mm-hmm. No. Um, and any random person named Chris because <laughs> I collect them. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Baked, pretty much. Baked goods? Cupcakes. 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 So there you go. Cupcakes and the I'm book. sorry. I know I haven't co- I haven't baked for you That's guys. Okay. In That's okay. Right. My diabetic numbers, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. seriously. However, I think we that we are really looking forward to those red velvet brownie cupcake chippy things that Sean had posted. And you're like, <laughs> I can make those. I can make those. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of red velvet, but I'll make it for others. My feelings is red velvet is weak Scott chocolate. Scott would love you. Yeah, I agree, Sherry. It's weak chocolate. If yep. you're going to make chocolate, make chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unless right. it's white chocolate, which I love and you don't. White chocolate is awesome. Mm-hmm. love white chocolate. <laughs> no, no. I can handle white chocolate as long as we, if we just called it if something else. If it's If we just called it something else. It's They're, not chocolate. That reminds me, I still have Kit Kat bars in my desk. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Chris. I'm sorry, Susan. Yes, dear. If there was an action figure of you, what two accessories would it come with? <laughs> you know, I've been trying to think of a good a answer Baja? for this one. Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't wear them all the time these days. Often. But anyway, it's like Baja or a hoodie. Um, so you'd have to have different, different action figures, one dressed in a Baja and one dressed in a hoodie. Um, as far as accessories are concerned, I would assume probably like my game bag, my satchel mm-hmm. would be one of them. And something Boston Red Sox. Well, that would be the part of the costume of the the, the, the action figure, I would assume. Yeah. So like, you know, like a hoodie that's open and you can see a Red Sox t-shirt underneath. That kind of a thing. If I can be a wise guy. Go ahead. A broken car. A broken car. <laughs> <laughs> Billy. Yeah. I hate you right now. Because <laughs> guess where my car, guess where my car is right now. Yeah, I know. It's at a garage. <laughs> that's why you said it. Getting the catalytic manifold repaired. Well, so that sounds very sci-fi. How does it feel? Because I hated you guys a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> I get over it. Um, so I'd say my, probably like my gaming bag, which has always some sort of stuff in it, like my dice or my, a book or a book that I'm reading or a book that I'm writing, things like that. That's in there. So that's a thing. Um, maybe my phone, my cell phone, because I'm like so glued to it all the time. You know, playing Clash of Clans <laughs> mainly, or or texting and you know, being told by Tanya how how much I suck because I, I piss her off half the time. Or, you know. Only seventy five percent of the time. Yeah, only seventy five percent. 
Um, so yeah, probably like my game bag and my phone would probably be the two accessories there. So. Oh, Daniel, if you were an action figure, what two accessories would you have? No, let me answer the question for him. One of them would be probably his running uh, shoes, running shoes, and a, and his Space Coast uh, marathon medallions. So <laughs> that would be that, or a Debbie Gibson or, collection. Or my Disney marathon. Your Disney marathon or, or one, or something Battlestar Galactica. Some, not, it's something. No, he'd be wearing a Debbie Gibson T-shirt as part of the costume. That would be a thing. <laughs> Because he's been a diehard fan since we were in high school. Oh, he's so excited every time I send him Debbie Gibson uh, it's awesome. clips from you know, my that's, that's the evolution radio. of fandom right there. Because she's stayed relatively relevant. She stayed in the, in the eye of, of of a lot of folks, and and he's hung with her the entire time. There was never even a dip where he was like, "Stop talking about Debbie. I can't talk about her anymore." No, he was always he's always like, he's been the dedicated <laughs> fan all along. So you got to respect that. So with that being said, <laughs> oh. there should be a certain kind of corny little yeah. piece going on at that <laughs> moment. Weird. Hold on. We're getting there. there and there it is. And this has been Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you like a spider monkey, April's 13th and 14th at the Blue Cross Arena. Like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us wherever we go, and we will lead you to where the entertainment is. I love that mantra. I'm getting used to that particular phrase. It's going to be a thing from here on in. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Dun, dun.